This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, April 8th, wherever and however you're connected, Always nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who has Jack Nicholas slated as his 2021 Masters favorite. His name is Jason Shepard. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I hear that this Nicholas character is one of the up-and-coming young talents on the scene. Well, the Golden Bear does have 18 major championships. Look, look, I realize I am by far in the minority on this. Golf's just not my thing. It just doesn't hold any interest to me at all. Zero at all. Not None. even Masters no, Week. Don't, I never watch it. I just don't care. The it, green jacket, it, butler like, cabin. Like I follow it because I'm, I'm in this business, so you can't help. You're, you're on social media, so you know what happens. Okay. But in terms of sitting down to watch a golf tournament, I have mm. never watched a golf tournament in my life. Not one. Not, like from start to finish, no. I've obviously watched some like pieces if I'm – bored and need to fall asleep or maybe <laughs> click it on I, it, it just look and again i i 100 realize i'm in the minority on this everybody loves the masters golf with all of the other things sports wise that i am really super into i, I gotta draw the line at some things and golf has just never been a thing for me i just don't care wow i just don't care okay so with that in mind then you'll appreciate this story or not <laughs> Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer very rarely got together. Typically, it's day one, opening tee of the Masters, the par three contest, and that's it. In the latter part of uh, Arnie's career before he passed away, Jack is still with us. They would only see each other once a year in Augusta. Randomly, in 2011, when I was working as a sportscaster in Palm Springs, California, I got a call from my friend at PGA West, and all he said to me was, Spencer? Show up at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning with a camera, and that's all I can tell you. And I said, okay, (laughs) just show up at the course with a camera. And he said, just whatever you do, do not miss this opportunity. 11 o'clock tomorrow morning in our clubhouse, and don't tell anybody else except for your cameraman. And I said, okay. So we show up, and Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas are playing their signature courses at PGA West. <laughs> Again, this is these guys only get together once a year at the Masters, but to honor uh, a great name in the game of golf, it was called Ernie's Day. They came back to play their own courses and they played in foursomes with just random people in the community and like a very limited gallery. So it was like 30 to 40 people watching these two legends play golf. And then when we got done, uh, my friend Mike Kelly at PGA West said, hey, do you want to interview Jack and Arnie? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. That would be awesome. And then Jack Nicholas said, you want to just interview us together? And I probably like fainted in my mind, but just kind of said, yeah, yeah, okay. So here I am, you know, relatively new sportscaster. I'm talking to Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer at the same time. Yeah. I was like, what, what do you ask? What do you ask them? It was so intimidating, but so amazing. Yeah, look, that's one of those things that, look, I'm not a golf guy, but I would kill for an opportunity to do that from a broadcasting standpoint. 
Like it's like look, I'm not a huge hockey guy either. But if Wayne Gretzky is there's yes. a chance to talk with the great one, yes, you're yes. jumping on it because that's a career milestone. It was incredible, and they were so kind. And then after Jack said to me, "Do you want to get a picture? Hop in the middle." So I've got my <laughs> arms around Jack and Artie <laughs> at PGA West, like. Hey, no big deal. It's probably the greatest picture that I've ever taken. Next to the one that I took when I got married. I was going to say because. The second best picture. There may be some people watching this show right now that may be a little upset with or what the, you just or said. Or the engagement photo, okay? So it's, it's up there for sure. But, uh, yeah, I asked Arnold Palmer. I'm like, because I didn't know at the time, how often do you guys get together and do this? And he said, well, we get together at the Masters Tournament every year, and then uh, we get together at the Masters Tournament. And then we get together at the Masters <laughs> Tournament. And we had a good laugh about that. But, I mean, so the Masters, thinking about that, because I had that experience, the backdrop of covering golf in that intimate setting yeah. in Palm Springs, it resonates, obviously. Sure. And yeah. it just, oh, my goodness. But, Jack, I mean, he's a great pick. You think he's going to win tournament number 19, major tournament number 19? Look, I'm not going to put it past him, okay? <laughs> fingers, fingers crossed for Jack. More Masters discussion on the way in terms of traditions as we look at today's show lineup, including the pros and cons of BYU quarterback Zach Wilson, who is hoping to become a legend in his own right in the NFL. Starting in week one, what are the pros and cons of being thrown into the fire of the NFL? And what's the next desired upgrade at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Getting new video boards should be a lot of fun. It's game day for BYU baseball. We're going to talk with Zach Wilson and ask him about uh, the New York Jets situation, what he thinks about the Sam Darnold trade, and if he has enough green in his wardrobe <laughs> right now. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As Spencer just mentioned a second ago, BYU baseball back at Miller Park tonight, beginning a three-game series against the Portland Pilots. Cougars 5-4 and four WCC play while the Pilots are 6-3. and three. You can watch the game 8 Eastern on the BYU TV app or you can listen on BYU Radio. A couple of top 10 teams on campus at BYU, including number one ranked BYU men's track and field, will be competing tonight at 12.30 Eastern, 10.30 Mountain in the Jim Click Invitational being held in Tucson, Arizona at the Roy Drockman Stadium. This Invitational, again, runs today and continues through tomorrow. Good luck as they compete all day. Speaking of good luck, Cougarettes are competing at Nationals today in Daytona. The NCAA and NDA Collegiate Cheer and Dance Championships will run through Saturday. Congratulations to Katie McBratney and Josue Dominguez, respectively the MPSF Swimmers of the Year. Fantastic. And they qualify for the 2021 NCAA Championships. Dominguez placed in four events, leading in one, taking uh, second in another. McBratney, the only sophomore to lead the MPSF first team in four different events. That's getting it done, Katie and Josue. Absolutely. Senior Associate Athletic Director Liz Darger wins Regional Administrator of the Year for Gymnastics. Also, congratulations to gymnastics assistant coaches Brogan Evanson and Natalie Brookman, who were named Regional Assistant Coaches of the Year. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Zach Wilson thrown into the fire, or so it would seem that he will encounter that scenario when he takes on the green of the New York Jets. I know we're talking about it like it's already happened, 
But frankly, it has. It, yeah, it's a, it's a foregone conclusion. If he doesn't go number two to the New York Jets, then I will be shocked. In fact, Jason told me that he would shave his legs if Zach isn't taken number two and do it live on the air, right? I did not say that, <laughs> but I am so confident. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pulling a Jerem Jordan shaving his head on, on camera. Uh, okay. It's not okay. happening. Zach Wilson to the Jets, like you said, seems like a foregone conclusion. But that would mean, because Sam Darnold is traded away, that Mr. Wilson will start in week one as a rookie. Not the situation that your beloved Patrick Mahomes encountered, or Aaron Rodgers, or any of the great quarterbacks, Tom Brady that you can think of. They all had this transitionary period where they weren't starting in week one. The only one I can think of in recent past that was kind of thrown in the fire was Justin Herbert. But even he, with the Los Angeles Chargers, wasn't technically the starter. No, no, no. He was thrown in more than – he legitimately was thrown into the game like right – like 15 minutes before. Yeah. Tyrod Taylor was supposed to be – was Tyrod Taylor, right? Correct. That was supposed to be the quarterback and then – Accidentally had his lung punctured? punctured. Yes. And so Justin Herbert has to go in and then the rest is history. But he didn't have time to kind of freak out exactly, about it. Okay? Exactly. No buildup. Everyone's looking at Zach Wilson as, oh, the man that could potentially save the New York Jets. So, Jason, I would like to discuss the pros and cons. With that trade of Darnold and Zach projected to go to the Jets, and we think being a day one starter, what are the pros and cons of that scenario? Let's start with the pros. Well, actually, I want to start with the cons Ooh, because I want okay. to end on a high note. Okay. okay I want to end, I want to end positively. I'm fine so with I that. So I am going to start with the cons. Okay. I, I, first of all, you are getting thrown to the wolves. I mean, that, that's a con, especially if you've never been in this situation. And as a rookie in the NFL, none of these quarterbacks or none of these players have been in this situation before. You're being put into a situation that is a first time experience for you that can be overwhelming and if things don't go well especially at the quarterback position and especially in a city like New York City you're going to be blamed for it look that's every reason why Sam Darnold was traded Sam Darnold was a high draft pick Sam Darnold was the quarterback of the team things did not go well whether it was his fault or other extenuating circumstances but it all comes back to the quarterback so that is Certainly one of the cons. There are countless examples. If you look over the course of history <laughs> in not just the NFL, but in sports sure. of really, really good players. In fact, extremely talented players that get put in a really bad situation early on and it derails their career. And so those are all cons for being st the starter day one. Well, and there's some trauma there from BYU fans when you think about Jimmer Fredette. Sure, with the Kings. People compare the New York Jets organization and situation to how the Sacramento Kings were. But I think that's unfair, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But you continue yeah, now so, with the pros. So now I'm going to go with the, the pros. Let's not bury the lead here. A big pro is that you are the day one starter in the National Football League. If you are one of 32 starting quarterbacks Ooh. in the National Football League, that is a massive deal. That is a nice feather in the cap yeah. to say you were the day one starter as a rookie in the NFL. That, that's big. You also get, if you're going to be the starter, that means you get immediate reps and you also get the majority of the reps in you know OTAs, in training camp, all that, you're getting the bulk of those. And that's a positive thing because you're going to, in all likelihood, be learning a new offense, 
new terminology, all that stuff. So the fact that you get all of those extra reps, I think, is a, is a big-time plus. Plus, you get a chance to go out and show your team, the league, everybody that either rooted for you or against you that you deserve to be where you are. So you get that opportunity. I think that's a massive pro that you get an opportunity to prove why you were there. Fantastic stuff from Jason Shepard. We're discussing the pros and cons of Zach Wilson starting on day one for we think the New York Jets. Jason, I like to apply things to how maybe I would have felt or dealt with a very stressful situation when I was a rookie of sorts. And I can think of a couple of scenarios in my life when I felt a lot of pressure and was hoping that I could answer the call. The first one is the first live shot I ever did on television. It was a baseball game for the Junior College World Series in Grand Junction, Colorado. I literally showed up at my station at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, day one, and my news director said, great, throw on this uh, polo that has the station branding on it, KJCT News 8, what's up, and go out there and do this live shot about the youth clinic from the Junior College World Series. And I was like, and that's it? You give me any background information? Are we doing any of this? Literally everybody in the newsroom gathered around the TV. I, di- I didn't learn this until after the fact, <laughs> to see if I would throw up on the air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the question. Did you? No. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if he freaks out or passes out or throws up or something. Was this like a test? Did they even need the live show? I'm not kidding. Like 30 people in the newsroom all watching one TV to see the new sports guy who's doing his first live shot two hours on the job. And I worked my way through it. I mean, I probably give myself like a C plus, all things considered. Sure. But didn't absolutely embarrass myself. But I, after that, I was like, okay, now that one's done, when can I do the next one? Yeah. And when can I get into the next scenario? And you build up reps. So understandably, it's going to take Zach Wilson time. Think about learning a language. I know so many people served mission trips. Okay, <laughs> I learned Korean language. Two days in, I was like, I'm out, man. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> the playbook's too complicated for me, okay? But it, uh, it can be overwhelming. So those are, those are some cons. It's just the, the overwhelming thing, the speed of everything. The speed of the game is going to be really tough to adjust to. There's nothing like the speed of the NFL game. Talk to Steve Young. Talk to John Beck. Talk to Max Hall. They've all said the same thing. You just can't really know what the speed of the game is like until you do it. So Zach is going to be dealing with uh, some tough circumstances for sure, especially if he's not protected. Now, the pros are, Jason, I think he has the aptitude to be a fast learner. And not everybody does. But I feel like Zach Wilson is ready for the challenge to learn quickly. If the Jets can win six games, go six and ten, or even five and eleven, and show some, you know, at times flashes of uh, progress and optimism, great. Very much like Joe Burrow last yes, year. Yes, with the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Your Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, did yes. Not, and obviously got hurt, so there may have been a few more wins had he been able to stay healthy. But everybody was impressed with him. Yes. Therefore, they were willing to let some of the other stuff slide because they knew the future was bright. I am 100% confident that Zach Wilson can be a quarterback in a scenario like Joe Burrow. I feel like he has the aptitude, the confidence, the swagger, and he learns very quickly. He's all in. So I love that comparison. And I said I was going to elaborate on something about Jimmer Fredette. Okay, with the Kings, first of all, Jimmer's head coach got fired a few weeks into his first season, which was just the worst scenario possible. Paul Westfall. Paul Westfall gets the axe. Okay, and then remind me of the owners, the brothers. Uh, Uh, The Maloof. The the Maloof brothers. Okay, they're going to sell the team. 
They're looking to replace general managers, bringing a new coach, doesn't really like Jimmer, didn't draft Jimmer. It was the worst scenario ever for Jimmer Fredette. So people are like, whoa, what's going to happen to Zach Wilson? Same thing. No. They just hired a new coach. They have a new general manager. And they are seriously building the franchise around, we think, Zach Wilson. Yes. They will do that. It's a totally different circumstance. And I like the people that are now in place. They're drafting their guy. And their guy right now, we believe, is Zach Wilson. So that is a major pro for sure. Yeah. And you'll hear from Zach coming up in our uh, next segment. All right. Topic number two. With the start of the Masters, I can't help but think of our friend and your friend, everyone's friend, Jim Nance, saying a tradition unlike any other. So with that in mind, it got us thinking about cool BYU traditions. Yes. What is your favorite tradition in BYU sports? We thought about this for a while this morning when we were initially discussing traditions within BYU athletics. And for me, a couple come to mind probably because of the recency bias of basketball and because I missed it this year because fans weren't in the Marriott Center. But the curtain drop for BYU basketball introductions is a fantastic tradition. And when it went away... People wanted to bring it back. So they brought it back. There's nothing like it. With the blue lights flashing. Oh, that is amazing. I miss that so much. Senior night from Gonzaga. And just everybody going nuts as like the top highlights of the season are played on these huge sheets dropped from the Marriott Center Jumbotron and video boards. It's such an exciting moment right there. So I love that. And then right before tip off Mm -hmm. in the rock, specifically the student section, when they do the alternating rows sway back and forth. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is fantastic. The, The pageantry of that is amazing, which is why Sean Farnham, our buddy from ESPN, is saying, this is one of the best, if not the best, college basketball atmosphere I have ever experienced. And he played at UCLA and went to all the Pac-12 venues. He said, hands down, that, that's the best I've ever experienced. All right, so I've, there's two that came to mind. And one is more of a general thing and certainly not unique to BYU. But there's something for me that I really enjoy. And that is when an entire crowd, regardless of the sporting event, sings the Cougar Fight song. Whether it's after a win, whatever the case is, there's something about all of the BYU fans in attendance singing the Cougar Fight song at the same the time. The unification. It, there's just something about it in the rah rah. You know, there's just something really cool about it. And so that that's one of the traditions that I love. And again, that's not unique to BYU. Other schools obviously. And it do makes that. Utah fans' ears want to bleed. <laughs> yes. The other one, and you mentioned uh, basketball. That's where I'm going to go as well. And it is turbulence. Oh man. At basketball games. First of all, that song is now synonymous with BYU basketball for me. Mm. I love that song. It's on my gym playlist. And I cannot not think about basketball <laughs> when that song comes on. Yes. When, I'm, when, my, when my phone's on shuffle and it pops up. Yeah, the I banner's going up, the flag's going over the, the build. Uh, there, there's section. something about a song that builds and builds and builds. Yes. And then there's a moment where everybody erupts. There's a big, you know, the big bass kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. There is just something about that that gets me every single time. Yes. Oh, fantastic stuff. Obviously, there are several football. Ball running out of the tunnel to open up games. The Cougar Walk for the BYU yeah. football team is a newly established tradition through Cougar Canyon. You see that. You're hosting pregame shows yep. when that's happening. Yeah, it's really cool to have it go in front of you. Everybody, and the fans love that. The fans love to see the team walking through. Sure. It's kind of, you, you mentioned unification. Unify, walking yeah. into oh. the – ready for battle. So great. That's yeah, cool. So great. All right, our question of the day. Speaking of traditions, with the start of the Masters Golf Tournament in Augusta, Georgia, and all of that tradition – 
What is your favorite tradition within BYU sports? Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. This first response is an amazing one and totally uh, a scenario that I had forgotten about. Okay? I like Tyson Price on Twitter says, I like the BYU Cougars chant where the fans on the south end of the stadium say B, then the east side says Y, north side says U, and the west side says Cougars. That is pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. When it's an exciting game, BYU is hosting a ranked opponent, people are just going nuts. They sometimes do this in the Marriott Center too where they they break it up into sides. Uh, But I really like that. So that's a nice response from Tyson Price. All right, coming up, new video boards coming to Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We talked about that yesterday. But what other changes would you like to see? We just talked about the pros and cons of Zach Wilson being a starter day one for the New York Jets. Let's ask him about that scenario. Our latest two-on-one conversation with the future NFL, we think, star Zach Wilson and his prospective New York Jets. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Ah, the game winner against San Francisco there on the uh, the old TV. BYU Baseball beginning another home stand. this time a three-game set against Portland tonight. Watch the Cougars and Pilots on the BYU TV app at 8 Eastern, or you can listen on BYU Radio. Yeah, look at those pinstripe jerseys, Jason. Don't they look nice? They do. <laughs> it's very nice. Look at you. <laughs> you getting the gear from Coach Littlewood. <laughs> Thank you, Coach Littlewood. Yeah, Jason's going to be asking for one later tonight. It's very, it's very nice. <laughs> we are live in you studio. You don't see him B. every day, but that's fine. They're dated if he plays sports play by play. I have Spencer Linton alongside our beloved Jason Shepard. Love you, bro. <laughs> Uh, we had the opportunity to speak with Zach Wilson recently in his uh, latest pursuits as he prepares for the NFL draft. Everything, including what he thinks of the Sam Darnold trade from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers to how he would feel about being a day one starter in the NFL. And if he has any green in his wardrobe, here is Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Zach, first and foremost, how much green do you have in your current wardrobe? Not a lot. I got a lot of blue. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of crazy. This whole, this whole thing's been nuts. So let's, let's go back to really big news this week. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard that Sam Darnold was traded from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers, opening up a spotted quarterback for the Jets? Yeah, it was interesting. You know, it was awesome. Uh, good for Sam. You know, I've, I've talked to him a couple times, and, you know, he's a great player, great quarterback. So, you know, I'm excited for him to have a fresh start. You know, he's, he's a great player, and I'm excited for him to, you know, kind of revive his career because, I, I, you know, I, I totally think he will. I think he's a, he's a great player. He's been fun to watch. And, you know, obviously that means that the, the Jets have a plan of what they want to do. What have those conversations been like with Sam? Are you willing to divulge some of those, or what's that dynamic yeah. been? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there you know, there's a little bit of that awkwardness of you know what's going on, but you know, it's it's in neither of our control. You know, I, I don't control where I go, and he doesn't control where he goes. So, you know, we've uh, we've only talked a couple times. I ran into him one time when I was out in California training, and you know, it was kind of before we got to this point. And you know, we really just talked about what his experience has been in the NFL. You know, it really had nothing to do with teams or anything like that. But you know, it was really just kind of catching up and uh, you know, just kind of getting to know each other a little bit. You know, that was kind of all it was. But it, he's a great guy. 
Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. One of the things that uh, I've enjoyed most about your preparation and watching you prepare for the NFL, Zach, is how much time you spend watching, as you said, guys that haven't succeeded and why they failed in their respective positions. So with that in mind, how much film have you watched on the New York Jets struggles and maybe how you, if you end up there, would help their system? Yeah, you know, I've watched a little bit of their stuff and, uh, you know, he didn't have a lot of help. Sam didn't have a lot of help. And, you know, I don't, you can't, you can't point to exactly one thing, you know, he, he could probably tell you he could have played better at times too. And, uh, you know, the guys around him definitely could have helped, you know, but I think it's just a, a little bit of everything. I think the coaching staff that was in there probably wasn't the best suit for, for what, uh, you know, they had. And, um, you know, I think that's why they got so many draft picks coming up is they have the ability to kind of transform everything that's coming in. Uh, and I think confidence is such a huge thing. I think the team just, you know, kind of knew the situation that they were in and, and how it wasn't such a great thing. And, um, you know, I think having a new coaching staff coming in is going to revamp the whole place and, you know, kind of give those guys, guys some more life because, you know, they've had a rough couple of years and, you know, I'm sure uh, they're looking forward to the future. Adam Schefter said this week on ESPN that after the Darnold trade that he texted you personally <laughs> to say, welcome to New York, Zach, officially. Did you text Adam Schefter back, by the way? I just sent him uh, one of those emojis with, like, the little shock face. That was it. I, I sent him one of those back. <laughs> An appropriate yeah. response. Okay, so now a, right. fo- I mean, a follow-up to that. Ahead, Who has been – the biggest name that has reached out to you, whether it's celebrity, whether it's sports personality, with, with your name being out there every day, who has reached out to you that you went, oh, my goodness, I can't believe so-and-so is reaching out to me? Yeah. No, there hasn't been a ton. You know, I talk to Steve Young every once in a while, but that's, you know, that's been since, since college. He's been a great support as well. You know, but there's, there's a couple here and there, you know, whether it's some other NFL players and some guys that I've met along the way, you know, Michael Pittman's one of my good, good buddies now that I met out in California and, you know, they'll, they'll make some comments every once in a while, but uh, you know, really it's a, a good mix of people texting me after that whole trade thing happened. Zach, if it is indeed the New York Jets, which seems very likely and the new head coach, Robert Sala, who's a culture guy, and you go there, and they're expecting you to start on day one. How do you feel about the prospect of being thrown right into the NFL? Yeah, I mean, you know, that was part of the reason I decided to come out of BYU is if I didn't feel like I was ready to start this next year in the NFL, then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have come out. You know, I felt like my, my decision to come out was, was strictly based that I felt like my maturity and, and my ability to, you know, play this game was to a high enough level that I, I'm confident in myself to be able to play. And so uh, I knew that coming out. And, you know, if you go this high in the draft, technically, you know, you're probably going to get on the field. Um, and that's, that's just how it is. And so I'm excited, you know, no matter who picks me, you know, you never know until draft day comes around, but uh, you know, I'm ready to play wherever I end up. I'm going to give it everything I have, you know, work as hard as I can and uh, just try and make the best out of it, you know, cause this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Would you be willing to sit and learn for a little bit if that's what the team that drafted asked you to do? Yeah, of course. You know, I know, I know there's situations like that where you have somebody, you know, I think Atlanta, for example, they have Matt Ryan, um, you know, at the, at the quarterback position and, and you know, he's a great player. You know, I would love to go in there and, um, you know, learn from him, pick his brain, you know, but you have to have that mentality of, you know, nobody's job is ever safe. You know, you, you got to go in there and you got to compete. You got to push him. I want to make him, you know, whoever the starter is, no matter what team it is, feel like 
you know, I'm right behind them. Like I'm coming up and, and I'm there to take their job because in, in the long run, it's, it's going to make both of us better. Uh, it's going to make both of us better when that competition happens. And, um, you know, but I would be, I'd be perfectly fine if that's what the situation asked for me to have to go in there and sit behind somebody, you know, cause some of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL are ones that have had to sit and learn, you know, for a couple of years. Zach Wilson on his path to the NFL draft on BYU sports nation at this point in time, after pro day, what is the number one point of emphasis in your own personal progression as a quarterback? Yeah, get ready to play, you know, kind of all the work of all this other stuff is done. You know, the draft is just right around the corner. Um, you know, there's not much I got to do as far as just proving myself to teams, you know, interviews are starting to slow down and, uh, it's starting to get to more selected teams, obviously. And, uh, really my, my emphasis now is just get ready to play, you know, cause in May when OTA start with whatever team I'm with, I'm going to be out there, uh, in practices and stuff already. I got to learn the offense as quick as I can. So really I'm, I'm doing the same kind of thing I did last year to, to get ready for BYU season. I was, you know, watching film every single day, making sure I was doing my recovery stuff, lifting and running and, uh, just getting ready to be able to play because, you know, it's going to come faster than, than I expect. And it's going to be here, you know, really soon. I feel like the last season just ended, but you know, we're almost getting back into football already. Well, the NFL draft is in three weeks. What does your schedule over the next couple of weeks look like? Are you basically going to be around the area and training here? What's, what's the next three weeks look like? Yeah, the next three weeks, uh, you know, I'm going to be, you know, probably flying around a little bit, going back out to California, getting a couple sessions with those guys. But, you know, I got a good thing going in Utah. I go to a, you know, a stretch place. I'm out here lifting at Strohshine and, and those guys are awesome. You know, Strohformance is, you know, easily the best gym in Utah. Those guys do such a good job. And so I, I, I really appreciate my time with them. You know, they have the whole rehab thing and, you know, they help me with just strengthening the shoulder, making sure I get better. And, and my lifting and running stuff is there. And they always take care of me as far as recovery goes. There's a bunch of BYU guys there. And um, a lot of, you know, every NFL guy BYU has coming up too trains there as well. So I have a good time working with them because, you know, it's a good, it's a good atmosphere of working with a lot of uh, good players. And then, you know, I'll go and, you know, obviously the stretch stuff, they got yoga stuff. And then, um, I got some, uh, recovery stuff. I'll go do some cryotherapy and, and I spend, you know, kind of that stuff all week making sure. And then of course, signing trading cards, cause those are going to take forever. <laughs> you know, one thing, Zach, that I've noticed that you've not jumped on the bandwagon of is the post BYU beard. <laughs> Will we ever see you growing out the post BYU beard? You'll see it eventually. Okay. Eventually. Okay. Uh, it's working its way up. Uh, it's a little patchy, but it'll be there soon. Don't worry. Listen, Zach, I, I couldn't really grow anything on my face until I was almost 30. So I'm kind of in the same boat as you, man. <laughs> you still can't. Don't lie. <laughs> okay, you, you caught me. He speaks you, the truth. You, you caught me. The truth. Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Um, obviously, Pro Day, the madness around that was overwhelming. You were bombarded by the NFL Network, interviews, coaches, offensive coordinators, and you needed some time away to just kind of reset and refresh. How do you plan on doing that on a regular basis? Because once you get into the NFL, obviously it's going to be full-on go again, and you're going to be in the heart of the media again. So how do you plan to stay even keel amidst all of that? Yeah, you got to find those little things that kind of get you away from the game, help relax your mind. You know, I got a, I bought a massage chair not that long ago. Nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's relaxing. It was expensive, but it's worth it. You know, I, I like to just, you know, lay in there, flip on a good podcast book or, or a song and, 
and just relax, you know, take my mind away from the game. So that'll be something I do. You know, I'm, I'm getting into golf a little bit, you know, I'm terrible, but uh, I'm working on it and I'm getting there. So, you know, I got to just, you know, find those things that's going to kind of help me separate away from the game and just be able to, you know, take a breather sometimes and just focus on, you know, myself and, and what's going on and understand just kind of how lucky I am to even be playing this game. Zach, I know you've actually answered this on this show before, but for those that may be tuning in for the first time, what are your plans for draft day? Yeah, I haven't figured it out yet. You know, still deciding if I should go, you know, out to the draft, if I should do something at the house. You know, I know there's some obvious, you know, restrictions that are going to be going on at the draft. You know, it's always been a dream of mine to go to the draft, uh, you know, but just because of the year that it is. Uh, you know, we've been, you know, kind of thinking some other things, but we'll kind of have to figure out uh, what the exact details are, if we should go or if we should stay, you know, be able to have all my friends and family there. Um, you know, I think it'd be a blast to just, you know, I've had so many people help me in my life, support me in my life and everything I've done. So I would love to share this moment with them. Yeah, certainly. And I can see the smile across your face when you just mentioned the idea of playing your first NFL game and running out of the tunnel, wherever that is, uh, Walk us through the emotions of, of all of that as you look forward to a monumental day like that. Yeah, it's so surreal. You know, I keep thinking of, uh, you know, everything that's just going on right now. You know, even just thinking in a couple months, I'm going to be on a whole new team, you know, working new leadership skills and how I can get to know these guys and how I can help transform this team into something special. And, um, you know, it's it's crazy how, how fast time flies and how quickly someone's life can change. And so I've kind of just you know, every day I keep telling myself like, you know, wow, this is crazy. Like this is, this is such a cool opportunity, you know, and, uh, you know, not many people can be in this situation and I'm so fortunate, you know, especially when you look at how many greats that BYU's had and, you know, I can, I can say that I could be one of the highest draft picks in BYU history. You know, it's just, it's just crazy to me, you know, to even be in this situation. So I'm just, I'm honestly just so grateful. Uh, I just keep thinking back to, you know, everything I've gone through and, um, how exciting this moment's going to be no matter what team I go to. And so, uh, really, I'm just going to take it head on and just give it everything I have because I only got one shot at this whole thing. So, um, you know, I can't wait till I get to walk out of the tunnel for my first game, and I'm just going to give it everything I have make sure I'm ready to go. See, Zach, I think that's great that you, you said that because obviously you're putting in a ton of work, and there's been so much that has gone into getting you to this point. But I, I think if, if you don't stop and at least take a breath and realize – how great of an opportunity this is and enjoy the moment because you said like this is only going to happen once in your lifetime. I think that's important to what you just said, being able to realize the opportunity and kind of enjoy the moment because I'm not sure a lot of people get a chance to do that because there's so much work that goes into it. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it's a grind, uh, you know, but I always love like when people talk about the percentages of high school kids that make it to the NFL and then college kids that make it to the NFL, you know, and, you know, it's been such a dream of mine in my whole life. I've like worked for this and it's so crazy to think that, you know, it's actually like happening for me and it's actually there. And, and so really, you know, it's just that motivation to keep going because, you know, if I stop now, you know, I don't want to be known as a quarterback that just uh, thinks they've arrived, you know, their first year in the NFL. So this is just, you know, the start of something special and, um, you know, I'm so excited just to be a part of this whole thing. Love it. Love the mentality. Uh, you've absolutely earned this opportunity in the NFL. We appreciate the time as always, Zach, and uh, can't wait to see how things develop here in the next three weeks. Until then, uh, until we talk to you next time, be healthy, stay well, train well, get some rest for your legs, and enjoy that massage chair. Yep, exactly. Thank you, guys. Zach Wilson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. We got to get one of those massage chairs. Can we expense that?
Can that? Can we actually just turn the chairs we're currently sitting into into massage chairs? <laughs> just deep tissue massage. Just make personal. Uh, Jason, I just asked you a question. I'm sorry, Spencer. What? Sorry, what was that? Can you <laughs> say that again? Sorry, <laughs> I All can't right. focus. Sorry, I got a knot back here that I'm working. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on here. <laughs> yeah, to be determined if we're going to get something like that. Probably. Not. How, how crazy was it? He and he and Sam Darnold are, have been exchanging. You know, they've talked and calling each other that's actually pretty cool i thought it was really nice that uh, zach pointed out the situation for sam he's like look i'm happy for him he he's in a better scenario yeah it's really cool yep all right coming up buy sell or hold can we expect four or more cougars to be drafted in the upcoming nfl draft it's been 12 years since they even had two plus on the heels of new video boards announced what's the next desired change at lavelle edwards stadium this is byu sports nation This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. For Cougar Sports game highlights, interviews, and archived content, subscribe to the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel today. He is Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. All right, new video boards for Lavelle Edwards Stadium were announced yesterday. Among other things, new sound system, new ribbon boards. What other changes should they make at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? What would you like to see? I feel greedy for even thinking about this because they've already made so many upgrades. Yeah. With the Wi-Fi system now working a lot better, they already had the ribbon boards on uh, portions of the stadium. And BYU's press box is still relatively nice, especially when you travel the country and you see some of the yeah. other ones, right? Yeah. But I'd probably go with upgraded suites okay. for Lavelle Edwards Stadium, just to kind of make it more bougie. Okay. That, that's the direction that we're headed. Did you say that? I did say that. Oh, my goodness. More bougie suites at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think if people can figure out how to spell that, that may be the title <laughs> of this show today. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got a leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> okay, so two things for me. One, um, I want the the BYU on the east side. You know, that's painted, has the blue background. I want it to be proportioned. Uh, okay. I want I want the blue to extend over so that it's proportioned on both the, okay. the side of the B and the U. All right. So, and then the other thing is. I know they have this occasionally. Now, I don't usually get to participate because I'm up in the press box, so I'm not down on the concessions anyway. I would like a permanent chocolate cougar tail. What? Now, I realize that at that point it's not a cougar tail because it's not it's not maple. It's not, it's yeah. not brown. It's not brown. So I don't know if you call it, I don't know if it's like a panther tail. I don't know. But a ch- I'm, uh, I want the chocolate. I want the chocolate one. <laughs> you want a panther tail? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to have a conversation with uh, the creamery and the people that make the donuts. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect segue into my question here, Jason, because we're laughing. We're all laughing. 21 years ago today, the iconic cowbell skit featuring Will Ferrell and others aired on Saturday Night Live. What's your favorite Saturday Night Live sketch of all time. See, I, I don't, I can't honestly tell you my number one sketch of all, because there are so many. I will tell you, though, that the cowbell skit mm-hmm. is easily in my top five. Easily. <laughs> and it may be top three. Look, I <laughs> like I know the early days of, you know, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and all that and, and Bill Murray. Where where my era was more of the, 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 um, Dana Carvey yes, and Adam yes, Sandler yes. And, and Chris Farley, like 
that group was when I was really getting into SNL. So there's so many to go over. I, I can't say my favorite, but this certainly is top five. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna kind of take a, a grouping, but Celebrity Jeopardy great. has always been my go-to from Saturday Night Live. I love Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek. Yes. I think Celebrity Jeopardy is so hilarious. Uh, well, all the, the Sean Connery yes. character that yes. just yes. never eases up they on bring him. Bring on the different celebrities. Nicolas Cage's podium disappears. My podium's gone. I don't know where it went. <laughs> okay. Burt Reynolds. Uh, yes. It's a, it's a big hat. It's a big it's hat. It's funny. It's funny. It's, funny. it's, it's funny. a big hat. Yeah. Yeah, I love Celebrity Jeopardy okay. so much. Uh, a throwback, Chopping Broccoli with Dana Carvey. Have you seen that one? I have seen it. Okay, I like yes. Chopping Broccoli. Yes. But the, the cowbell sketch is amazing. There, there, there are way too many for me to narrow it down to yeah. one as my favorite. I saw uh, somebody tweet out saying, I love that Jimmy Fallon had one simple line in that sketch, yeah. and he couldn't even yeah. say it with a straight And those are always the best ones. <laughs> and I will tell you, I, the, where people crack up, those are always the best. I will tell you, also in my top five is the Barry Gibb talk show. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I watch that on a weekly basis. I will watch an episode of that because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's Love hilarious. Chris Farley too. These fries are good. <laughs> so many. All right. Uh, speaking of things that are good, we'll talk oh, about our rise and shoutouts coming up. And again, we play buy, sell, or hold. Are you buying four or more draft picks from BYU football into the NFL? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Uh, we're still reminiscing about our favorite SNL sketch. Yep. Yeah. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano, Matt Harms becomes the puzzle master mm-hmm. for BYU men's basketball. And Cougar Nation still learning the toughness of BYU women's hoops even after their season came to an end. You can check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And YouTube. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It is time we play buy, sell, or hold. I'll go first, Jason. Number one, buy, sell, or hold. Will BYU football have four or more NFL draft picks? They haven't had multiple since 2009. Four or more? Yeah, I'm buying it. Wow. Like two are guaranteed. You're going to have Zach Wilson, Brady Christensen guaranteed. But I also think that you're going to have um, Kyrus Tonga is going to be a guy that's drafted. Sixth-round draft grade, according to Dane Brugler. Yep. I also think you're going to have Matt Bushman, who's also in that six- to seven-round range. And I think you have Chris Wilcox, who worked himself into a late, so maybe a seventh-round or maybe late sixth-round draft pick. Yes, I think you're going to have four or more, so I'm buying it. You didn't even mention Dax Milne. And Dax, yes, and Dax Milne, I think, will also be in that six, seven round range. Oh, man. I'm a hold here, probably because the draft is so weird. And this has nothing to do with guys that are going to make rosters. Every one of those guys you just mentioned, I expect to be on an NFL Agreed. roster, at worst, a practice squad when the season begins. Agreed. But when you get to the sixth and seventh rounds, it is. Such a wild card situation, um, and, and I almost want, like we always have this conversation: Is it better to get taken in the sixth and seventh round, or have options about where you want to go? So I'm a hold. I, I I feel good about four, but, but I'm not quite there yet because BYU just it hasn't the draft hasn't been friendly to them in years past. Yeah. And so maybe I have some trauma there. I don't know some yeah. PTSD. Just being a little that. pessimistic right yes. now because of the history. Yes, I get, yes. I get it. All right, buy, sell, or hold. 
Mark Pope leaving this summer for another coaching job. Sell. Yeah. That is not happening. Yeah. Mark Pope has an amazing situation at BYU right now. He's beloved here. He's building something special. It is not the year for Mark Pope to leave BYU. If Kentucky's job ever opens up, then BYU fans may want to worry about that. But uh, last I checked, uh, Coach Calipari isn't going anywhere. In Lexington. So, uh, I'm sell 100% on this. Yeah, sell in all caps. Coach Pope not going anywhere. Look, he's going to be a hot commodity for a very long time. And you want to know why? Because he's going to continue to win at BYU. Yes. That's yes. why. It's awesome. He's not going anywhere right Also now. glad his best friend is Ryan Smith, Qualtrics <laughs> jazz owner, and he's a big BYU fan. Yes. There's, there's something there. So, I think we're discussing this because Arizona's job just opened up. Right. Sell, man. He's staying. Number three, buy, sell, or hold. BYU is a volleyball school, Jason. Look, uh, I, I think I can speak for Jerem. If Jerem were here, Jerem would be buying. Jerem said that all the time. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it. I, I think, obviously, football or basketball is, is at, the, at the top. Uh, but I certainly understand why we're asking the question, because year in and year out, both the men's and women's volleyball teams are absolutely killing it, no pun intended. And what we saw yesterday with the women's volleyball team yeah. just dominating the postseason yeah. awards, coach of the year, player of the year, setter of the year, first team, they just dominate, and they do it every year. Jason, I think BYU track and field and cross country has something to say about this right now, because remind me, what are the only two national championships that BYU have won since Tom Homo took over as the athletic director in 2004? Ah, yes, cross-country. The men won it in 2019. The women won the cross-country national championship this season in 2021. So both come from cross-country and track and field. Although, football reminded us with that special season that BYU enjoyed with Zach Wilson in 2020 going 11-1, this very much is still a football school. So I'm totally sell on this. It only took one magical season for us all to realize that once again. <laughs> all right. Buy, sell, or hold. BYU will have 11 teams finish in the top 25. Currently, okay. there are 10 teams on campus that have either finished their season already okay. during the 2021 season or are currently ranked in the top 25. Okay. 10 of them. Okay. Will there be 11? I'm actually going to sell on this. Uh, we just found out that BYU men's basketball – they went into the final regular season poll at number 23. Because they lost to UCLA, they dropped out. So that hurts. I don't think that BYU baseball or softball can do enough to get into the national rankings. It would take a deep run yeah. into the NCAA tournament by one or both of those teams to get there. So I'm, I'm going to sell here. But it's still so ultra impressive to even nine teams yeah. in an athletic calendar year that finish in the top 25. So, yeah, it's going to take a lot. I'm going to sell here. Yeah, for the exact same reasons, I am selling. And, look, the fact that you have you have nine or ten at the end of the year, that's nothing to sneeze at. And, and then, obviously, we're only talking about two more sports before this time frame we're yeah. talking about is up. So, right now, I'm selling. Sure. Well, and I'm – I mean, look at the teams that are ranked. Eight of the nine are in the top 16. I know. So, they're going to – like, they're going to finish in the top 25. Okay, last one. Buy, sell, or hold in honor of Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's home run record 47 years ago today. It's a monumental day for Saturday Night Live and baseball history. BYU's consecutive games without being shut out 
which was unfortunately snapped in 2003 against Utah in the snow and Urban Meyer. They went 361 games. Are you are you buying, selling, or holding that that record will ever be broken by any team in the NCAA? 361 games without being shut out. Look, I, I'm going to hold because you you immediately want to say, well, nobody's ever going to break that. Like that's just insane. It's but it was broken. It, it eventually it ended. So you, I never want to say never. I'll say hold because I don't want to pick yes or no. You yeah. just never know on these that, things. That's things true. That one, at, at one part, you know, in a, in a season or in a time frame looks insurmountable, eventually maybe it's not. So I, I, I'm going to hold. I, yeah, I'm actually going to sell this. I don't think it's ever going to be broken. And I know people are saying, hey, what about Bama, Spencer? Nick Saban's not going to be there forever. And at some point, Alabama's going to have a rebuilding campaign or a season where – they get blown out by a really good team in the SEC, and they're, and they're shut out, and they don't score any points. Like, that, that'll that happen. 361 games, Jason, we're talking about 30-plus years. <laughs> 30 years without being shut out? Yeah, it, it makes it worse is the team that it ended to. Yeah. That's what makes it but I'm, I'm, worse. I don't, I don't, I'm selling. I don't think it'll ever be broken. That's a crazy statistic. All right, coming up, our elite voice of the day. And who has earned our rise and shout-out? Is it your favorite Saturday Night Live character, Jason? You'll have to wait and see on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's rise and shout-out is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. All you need to do is Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. With the start of the Masters, what's your favorite tradition in BYU sports? Our question of the day. Jason S. on Twitter says, boom, boom, clap with Cosmo. The Icelandic chair to start turbulence is a relatively new one, but I love it. First time was at the Mississippi State game. They went to overtime in 2016. That's the loudest I've personally heard in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. All right. So our elite voice of the day, as always. Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Now, Jason, let's get to today's rise and shoutouts. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. We mentioned them a second ago. I'm going to go with the women's volleyball coaching staff and program. They continue to just dominate. Good luck next week in the NCAA tournament. Just cleaning up the WCC awards yesterday. Well said. Our thanks to today's guest, Zach Wilson. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout-out to Elaine Michaelis. We'll see you tonight for BYU Baseball on the BYU TV app at 8 Eastern.